I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Triple Bill then, another one of the standalone Triple Bills. This week, all of our favourite free fight scenes. James has imposed some rules on us, no guns. We are allowed lightsabers, which are better than guns, but we're not allowed guns. <laughs> it's hand-to-hand so, combat, I that's mean, what I'm looking for. You know, some of the rules he makes up are just ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I just... It's because I want, to do... I want to do top three shootouts at some point in the future. Uh all mine will be John Wood ones, but that's 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 in the future. But yes, so <laughs> best three fight scenes from all of us. And as James has imposed the strictest rules on us again, he can start off. Okay. Um, yeah, my first film. I think I've mentioned it on here before. I think it was in the Creatures one. Um, so my first fight is the Black Knight scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail from 1975. Featuring uh, John Cleese as the ba- uh, the Black Knight and Graham Chapman as King Arthur, um, it's it's not the most eloquently elegantly choreographed fight scene of all time, but it's one of the funniest. I, I love it. It's um, those of you who don't know, King Arthur's riding through the woods, comes across the Black Knight, proper medieval Black Knight, uh, taking down another knight. Really long fight, and it, he ends up throwing his sword. And it goes right through the slot in another guy's helmet and kills him. Um, and he's clearly set up to be badass of this forest. Um, Arthur asks him to join join his uh, round table. And the knight says no. And he goes, okay, well, can you at least let me pass over this bridge? And none shall pass. It really sets him up as a terror. None shall pass. And Arthur goes, oh, no. Triple Bill then, another one of the standalone Triple Bills. This week, all of our favourite free fight scenes. James has imposed some rules on us, no guns. We are allowed lightsabers, which are better than guns, but we're not allowed guns. <laughs> it's hand-to-hand so, combat, I that's mean, what I'm looking for. You know, some of the rules he makes up are just ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I just... It's because I want, to do... I want to do top three shootouts at some point in the future. Uh all mine will be John Wood ones, but that's 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 in the future. But yes, so <laughs> best three fight scenes from all of us. And as James has imposed the strictest rules on us again, he can start off. Okay. Um, yeah, my first film. I think I've mentioned it on here before. I think it was in the Creatures one. 
Um, so my first buy is the Black Knight scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail from 1975, featuring uh, John Cleese as the, ba- uh, the Black Knight and Graham Chapman as King Arthur. Um, it's it's not the most eloquently elegantly choreographed fight scene of all time, but it's one of the funniest. I, I love it. It's um, those of you who don't know, King Arthur's riding through the woods comes across the Black Knight, proper medieval Black Knight, uh, taking down another knight, really long fight, and uh, he ends up throwing his sword, and it goes right through the slot in another guy's helmet and kills him. Um, and he's clearly set up to be badass of this forest. Um, Arthur asks him to join join his uh, round table, and the knight says no, and he goes, okay, well, can you at least let me pass over this bridge? And none shall pass. Really sets him up as a terror. None shall pass. And Arthur goes, oh, no, I will. And then you will die. It's fantastic. And then they just get into a big sword fight in which, um, and I'll, for all of these fight scenes, I'm going to put YouTube clips up on the blog so people can see them if they've not seen or if they want to remind themselves. But, um, yeah, uh, King Arthur and the Black Knight have a fight, and he ends up chopping off his arm. And he starts praying to God, saying thank you. And the uh, Black Knight comes over and starts fighting him again and says, "'Tis but a flesh wound. And basically, he keeps fighting him until he's chopped all of his limbs off. And at that point, the Black Knight offers him a draw. And, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, um, yeah, one of the one of my favourite scenes ever. I don't know. I've, I've talked for a few minutes there. I don't know if anyone else remembers that scene. I know it's an old film. No, I, I haven't seen it. Um, oh, I know there's quite a few of these old, um, old English films that I've not seen actually. You know, with the right. King Arthur. Yeah, it, it, give me it's... give me some films to watch. Draw okay. a recommended list on the blog. I will do. Know. I will do. <laughs> uh, so that's my first choice. Uh, my second choice is from the John Carpenter film from 1988, which I think I have also mentioned on the podcast before. Not in a triple bill. They live. Um, it's Nada versus Frank. It's Rowdy Roddy Piper or Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, as he was at the time, versus Keith David. And it's quite interesting. Um, they Live is the film where Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was cast after John Carpenter saw him at WrestleMania and thought, that's who I need in my action film, uh, which says everything you need to know about <laughs> wrestling and acting, really, doesn't it? But um, he plays a drifter who finds a pair of sunglasses, which reveal that aliens have taken over the world and are subjugating mankind and he can tell who is alien and who is human from these sunglasses and so he has a fight with someone who was his friend uh, played by Keith David and basically John Carpenter asked them for a 30 second fight that he could just fit into that bit of the film and apparently uh, Piper and David practiced for six weeks and then came up with a fight that lasted over five minutes and John Carpenter liked it so much, he left the whole thing in the film. Um, it's a really, it's a proper playground punch-up style fight. It's, uh, you know, they keep pausing for breath. It's not, uh, there's no high-flying moves or anything like that. It's lots of headlocks and kind of running against walls and just punches and punches to the stomach and stuff like that. It's a brilliant brawl between two men. And like I say, yeah, there's, few, there's about three or four times during the fight they sit for a second and then have a bit more conversation and then start fighting again. Um, and I think the fact that it looks like a playground brawl is obviously what inspired um, Parker and Stone to steal virtually half, I think most of this fight shot for shot for their cripple fight episode of South Park as well. So the fight in there is a, a shot for shot remake 
of the They Live fight, which is just such a fantastic fight. What's your final choice then? My final choice, um, and I watched it again recently, and it's dated a little bit, but at the time, it blew me away. It's uh, from 1999, it's The Matrix, and it's Neo versus Agent Smith in the subway, Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weaving. The big final fight um, where uh, Neo is left alone to face Agent Smith, who has been completely dominating him inside the Matrix. And Neo has to fight him off. And like I say, it looks a little dated in places, but it is it is both brutal and fantastical at the same time. Some of the wire work that they did, um, the bullet time, all of this seemed completely brand new at the time. And it still looks fantastic. Uh, and you can see how it has inspired a whole new generation of, of filmmakers as well. Uh, although inspired the point, people at the uh, Olympics. I don't know if you watched the uh, pole vaulters. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The Matrix um, camera. Sorry, yeah, carry on. Yeah, that was, yeah, the, yeah, you see that Matrix camera at a lot of sporting events now. Yeah, definitely. Um, at one point, Reeves does kind of jump up from being battered and he does a bit of a Ted Theodore Logan pose and does this weird um, kind of come-to-me thing with his hand, which does look really stupid. Uh, but the rest of it is brilliant. And um, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, is one of my favourite film bad guys of all time anyway. Um, of course, The Matrix, it's such a shame they didn't make a, a second and third film, because I thought that was right for some excellent... <laughs> it was, nah, it was excellent terrible, there was so much scope, so much yeah, scope. It's, it's such a shame that they just didn't make any more Matrix films, but you never know. Uh, we, we might get the Matrix sequel we deserve one day. But yeah, that's my number one choice. Brilliant. Um, Jerry, before you get cut off again... Do you want to get your yeah, choices yeah, he done? Didn't, he didn't interrupt me much during that section. Yeah, see, or maybe I should just like just call in for my bits and then not interrupt anybody else. Um, mine, I was, I, I must say, until you you added in the rule about no guns, I think my choices were slightly different. Um, first one, I'll go with the most recent one. They're not in any, any particular order. Most recent one, I said it at the time when we reviewed it on this podcast, and I'll say it again: the raid, the mm-hmm. fight scene, mm-hmm. which. I won't go into too much detail about it in case a lot, because I think a lot of people might not have seen it waiting to watch it on DVD, anything like that. But there's one particular fight scene, sort of climactic fight scene in the raid, which is amazing. Absolutely mind-blowing. One of the best choreographed things I've ever seen. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, I mean, I love the atmosphere of the film in general, but the, the characters that were involved in the fight as well were really developed in a way that action film characters aren't usually. If, if that makes sense, that they were given enough of a, a life of their own to make that fight a lot more significant than maybe it just it was if it was a standalone thing. I just loved it. I mean, I, I spoke about it quite a lot at the time as well, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much. Yeah, but. it was. Fun. Yeah, if in fact, um, just go and listen to our uh, review of the raid if you want to hear even us talk about that scene in a lot of detail in spoiler alert because it is a fantastic scene, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Moving on from that, I was I was tempted by a couple, but um, I, I figured Steve would pick one of them, so I, I avoided that one. <laughs> um, second one is a bit bit more of an obtuse one, but actually is probably 
a different kind of example of fight scene, but I think is the best example of that kind of fight scene, which is um, in Raging Bull. Scorsese's Raging Bull. Um, the the sort of I could have picked any of them really, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I, I went for the the final epic contest between Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake Lamar mm. because I think that I mean that all the the scenes in that in that film uh, that are in the boxing ring are done in a, in a certain way which if you've seen it, you will recognise instantly. If you haven't seen it, you'll probably still recognise it, to be honest, because it's kind of taken on that iconic thing. And if you've been watching any films on, I think it's Channel 4 recently, then the 118 advert will have given the game away for you slightly. Um, it's just fantastic. I mean, for something so stylized to still be so real and brutal, and it really captures that sort of visceral nature of boxing and the, the real harshness and the, the bloodiness and the... You know, it's just it's just horrible. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty intense. The the camera work is fantastic. It makes you really feel like you're in the fight, um, and it's just it's just fantastic. I mean, it's pretty groundbreaking at the time. I don't think anybody's really tried to copy it since, actually, that I can think of in a, in a, in a you know a total way. But it, I think it, it influenced a lot of fight scene making because it was so real and you felt so involved in the action and so into it that you know that I think people have tried to capture that involvement of the audience with the fight a lot more in um, films that followed on. And I think it, it shows as well that Scorsese isn't just, you know, a gangster filmmaker or something like that. You know, he, he mm. is really a very well-rounded director and to, yeah. to shoot like that, is, it's it's quite an achievement, really. Um, De Niro's fantastic in it. You know, everybody knows that De Niro was um, told by the guy who coached him for that film that, you know, if you ever f- feel like giving up acting, you can become a professional boxer because you're good enough, blah, 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 blah. It's fantastic. It's really well acted. Yeah. It's it's one of the most realistic feeling fight scenes that's been done, I think, as well. You know, it's not like old kung fu films where the punches are, you know, stopping a foot away from someone's face. It's it's pretty realistic. Um, and I mean, I love Rocky films, but the the boxing scenes in in Rage and Bull are, are way better than anything you get in a Rocky film. Yeah, well, I've yeah. mentioned on the other podcast watching those Rocky films. The fight scenes are one of the most annoying things about it. Why don't why don't they just lift their hands up just a little bit? Just try and block some of the punches. Yeah, it's the most unrealistic Hollywood esque fight scenes. I <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it's it's a total contrast, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. and considering that a lot of those Rocky films that you've been watching were were made after Rage of Bull as well. Yeah, there was no real attempt to sort of update the style and and follow that that Scorsese style of making the fights, which is quite annoying, really. Um. And finally, moving in a different direction altogether again, I'm, do, I'm going for quite a varied approach this week. Uh, James, I don't think, is too much of a fan of this film because he thinks it's gay. But I chose, as my final one, every fight scene from 300 because it's amazing. Oh, I, actually, every fight scene from 300. I, I love 300. I was just saying that 300 is massively... It is more homoerotic than Magic Mike doesn't mean I don't love 300 to absolute bits <laughs> which actually probably explains a lot about me yeah but um, no no you're right Three, I, I left 300 off my list purely because I couldn't choose a fight scene that I loved I, I couldn't choose between them all yeah I, that was the trouble I, I was trying to pick I think maybe the one where he, he lobs the spear to start it off that one's yeah. pretty epic Um. Well, uh, just everything about it, every single film, every single fight scene in that film is just fantastic. Even the one where he kicks your man into the hole. I mean, that's, yeah. it's only a short fight scene, but it's just done so well. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, 
Snyder tried to uh, take that approach to and go for the really stylized cartoonish fight with Sucker Punch, which I understand is one of the worst films ever made. So um, it it works in that context, and mm. I think he benefits greatly from the original graphic novel mm. having that kind of stylized sense. But it's really one of those. If you ever watched the making of documentaries, it's so unbelievable that it was all done on you know some weirdly constructed fake rocks yeah. in a big green screen green screen studio, and it's just so you know not resembling reality, the finished product. I mean, it is, mm. it's so encompassing and is so realistic and becomes such an iconic kind of stylistic and visual thing in cinema. I mean, that is, is now kind of a standard joke because everyone's seen it and everyone mm. knows that kind of way of doing things. But if you watch the making of it, it, it it's almost as if it's not the same thing. Yeah. It just looks so different when you see it on a green screen and it's just like these crap-looking rocks. But um, yeah, I, I, I just I love that film, and I couldn't pick really one in particular over the others. But if you haven't seen Three Hundred and you are male, um, I have my doubts about you. Let's put it that way. Um, I could watch Three Hundred every day. Yeah, yes. and especially if you already have the DVD of um, Three Hundred, it is one of those films that is so worth upgrading to Blu-ray. Mm. Oh, it really yes, is. Definitely, yeah. So I got I got the Blu-ray. You know, I already had the DVD. I went and watched it at the cinema as well making myself sound very homoerotic here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Blu-ray is absolutely incredible, comp- even compared to the DVD. Very, yeah. very highly recommended. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that before I just talk about 300 for the next three hours. <laughs> well, um, my choices. Obvious one in some ways, as it's from Star Wars. <laughs> Unobvious one as the best fight scene comes from the worst Star Wars film. <laughs> Yes, I know what you're going to say here. I totally agree. And it's from The Phantom Menace, and it's, yeah. the, it's the final lightsaber duel between Darth Maul, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Qui-Gon Jinn, which is just a brilliantly choreographed bit of fighting with laser swords. Mm. Um, totally agree, Steve. Totally agree. It's all, the best all, bit of Phantom I mean, Menace. You can't, it's the best fight scene. It's the best lightsaber battle out of all six films. Yeah. And... Because in the, you reckon it's better than Return of the Jedi? Yeah, I do as well. Because it's, it's because, fantastic. Because there isn't really much action going on in the fight scenes in the original trilogy in the in the lightsaber duels. They're all a bit kind of static and slow, and uh, it, you know it must be hard for David Prowse to move around and be athletic <laughs> in a Darth Vader suit. I mean, you know, yeah. But it's it's just it's, you know. It's it's the one of the only dramatic bits of the Phantom Menace. Mm. Um, the conclusion's really good to it. The action's really good to it. You got a double sided lightsaber, which is just mm. cool. Darth Maul's awesome. Yeah, Darth Darth, Darth Maul brilliant. is someone they should have really kept around until the first should film. Have killed off Jar Jar and kept Darth. They, Maul. they should have just I found. Been happy with that. He, he's a pretty. He's a. I only had to shoehorn Anakin as Darth Vader and the bad guy in the third film. But really, did you really need to bring in Christopher Lee? You could have just had Darth Maul knocking about for two and a half films. He was quite good. Yeah. He probably would have Yeah, helped. he was awesome. Yeah. He was one of the only good things about The Phantom Menace and the the fight scene was the best lightsaber battle out of the whole six films. We nearly had crossover there, Steve. I nearly had that on my list. See, I nearly had Return of the Jedi in. I sort of, sort of wish I'd, I'd come for it now. Um, <laughs> I would just also like to say, as bad as the preceding hour or so of it is i actually really liked the final lightsaber duel in um, the episode three as well i was going to say that's my favorite one as well uh, that is yeah that is a good one as well actually yeah you're right 
Yeah, um, that, that's what Lucas can do well. Lucas can do lightsaber duels well. It's just the rest <laughs> of the stuff that's a load of nonsense, yeah. Second film or fight scene on my list, um, the song, You're the Best Around, that nothing's ever going to keep you down. Does that come, <laughs> does that come to mind for anyone? Is it Karate Kid? It is. <laughs> Sweep the leg. It is the Karate Kid. <laughs> the final fight between Daniel Sun and Cobra Kai. I, ne- I nearly had that as well, but I, I, res- I said to myself, me and my stupid rules, I said I don't want any sporting contests in mine. Um, well, you never told me that one. No, no, that was just my own personal rule there. But no, you're right. You're the best around. <laughs> Daniel Sun's keep uh, carrying a bit of an injury, but if, if he realises where all his training of painting the fence and washing the car all comes to uh, fruition. And he ends up the, he ends up winning brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah, after Mr. Miyagi heals him by clapping his hands and rubbing it. <laughs> exactly, the uh, karate version of the magic sponge. Exactly. <laughs> uh, final film, fight scene, the fight scene from Anchorman. Oh, I've forgotten about this one as well. Someone on the forum mentioned this, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Just hilarious. And all, obviously all the news channels come together and come to disused Spanish news. Yeah. <laughs> Como están, bitches? <laughs> it, it's just brilliant on every level from Brick killing a guy with a trident. and I killed someone yeah. with a trident. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> that really escalated. You, you probably want to lay low for a while. I'd be meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> it is just the probably... It, I wanted to pick a funny fight scene. It's between that mm. and the, the puppets fighting in Team America. Yes. Um, but Anchorman just edged it just for um, Luke Wilson having his arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is an excellent choice, Steve. I'm going to give you that one. That, that's excellent. I wish I'd thought of that. Uh, Owen, we're just left with you now. So what were your three favourite fight scenes? Well, one of them involved guns, which I've just sort of quickly changed because of the uh, the rule change we had earlier. <laughs> yeah, we should make it clear that the, this gun rule was sprung on us at a fairly late hour. I, yeah. I, I, assume, I assumed you d- just thought fight scenes meant fighting, not, you know, real men fight, real men don't use guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll quickly change it to a very short fight scene, um, yes. but it was quick, it quickly became one of my favourites. It's um, Hulk and Loki from Avengers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not much to say about that fight scene, apart from it made me laugh out loud in the cinema. Um, yeah, it made the entire cinema laugh out loud. I was going to say, it yeah. made my entire cinema piss themselves laughing for yeah. a good couple of minutes. So that's what that became one of my favourites, which I, um, I'm i going to replace my other one. I'll save that for the, uh, the shooting, best shootouts. Yes. Incidentally, when is the Avengers out on Blu-ray? Because I want to watch it again. next month. Next month's going to be expensive. Jaws is out on Blu-ray. Avengers, the raid's out on Blu-ray next month. The complete Bond is out on Blu-ray next month. I'm going to be screwed. <laughs> but um, my other fight scenes that I've gone for, um, I've talked about this film on the podcast before. I think we've all mentioned a film we've talked about before. Mm. Um, Drunken Master. I said it was one of my favourite films mm. from the 70s. Got um, Wong versus Yang in the final fight scene uh, where he uses different 
drunken styles of fighting, the different fighting techniques. Um, you know, Jackie Chan, he brought this character that was kind of a, a folk hero in Hong Kong and China. He was used to, you know, released lots of films about Wong Fei Hung. He's um, a bit of a folk legend there. A bit like it, their Robin Hood, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. But, um, this was the first time he'd actually been turned into this slightly comedic character. So, was, you know, Jackie Chan was doing something quite um, uh, extraordinary at the time to make this almost comic kung fu film. Um, but he does it really well. And I think particularly in this final fight scene between uh, Yanti and uh, Wong Fang Hong, they just have this, this great 10-minute-long epic fight scene where Jackie goes through all these eight different... Um, drunken, immortal fighting techniques. Um, and it's just, it's brilliant. It's funny. It's also quite um, a tense fight because at times you think, oh, it's just about to end. Uh, no, they're carrying on again. Someone's back up and they're ready to go. You know, there's a scene which is towards the final moments of the fight where um, Jackie Chan, he gets a double kick to the chest and you expect to see him go flying backwards into the, dis- into the distance and you think, oh, that's the end of it. This is, you know, this is the point now where someone else has to step in to help him. But instead, he sort of takes a, a swig of his uh, his wine bottle and, you know, swaggers a little bit, uh, and then goes back in and just kicks his ass. It's brilliant. It's, you know, one of the, the best examples of uh, sort of comedy kung fu fight scenes, and it's all choreographed to perfection. There's not a missed opportunity to, to throw something else extra into it. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my favourites. It's the first time as well. I think I sort of really appreciated how good uh, a fight scene in a kung fu film can be. I'd seen a few others before then, but that was the first time I thought, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Jackie Chan's no more hero. I'm glad someone mentioned Jackie Chan, actually. He's got so yeah. many good fight scenes, and he is so good at choreographing fight scenes as well. Yeah. He's, he is fantastic. So it I'm would glad. have been a travesty if he wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well done. Um, <laughs> but my other uh, choice is also a comedy kung fu film, but it's not a Jackie Chan film, um, so I, I had to get him in of what way I'll do it. But it's Kung Fu Panda. Probably a slightly odd choice, perhaps. But um, the final scene where, uh, well, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, you know, it's about a panda who's played by Jack Black, who's obsessed with a kung fu team called the Furious Five. He's seemingly picked at random, uh, or by accident even, to be the Dragon Warrior. And Tai Lung is an evil tiger who's trained by the Master Shifu. Uh, he thinks he should be the um, Dragon Warrior as well. So the final fight scene basically breaks open when uh, Tai Lung has escaped prison and he's confronted, oh, oh, is this Dragon Warrior? So they have this massive fight scene. It's really funny. It's kind of sweet as well because, you know, it's all about Poe realising his potential. Um, and it's just packed with loads of references to other Kung Fu films. Um but the fight scene, it, it, it's really sort of mesmerising at times. The way they just move around is fantastically detailed set that they've built up. Uh, the animation between them is so smooth. Even things like the way they change the angle of, of the animation during like mid-fight and just swing camera around. and It just moves so smoothly and it's really the colours are really vibrant, really bright, and I think it just looks incredible. But even the, the, the things they do in the fight scene, it's just kind of ingenious. The little... Um, comment as well that Poe makes towards the end, the little skadoosh thing. It's just a brilliant way to top off what is probably the greatest animated fight scene, I think. Um, and it's a great, it's a great kids' film anyway, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, and they've seen, they, they must have put so much time and effort into, and heart into 
building this this great film, which isn't just for kids, but you know, it's got lots of references for, for other people as well, and it's some adult humour that you know is sort of snuck in there as well. It's one of my favourite animated films, and um, uh, the, the fight scene just it just capitalises on what I thought was a, a great little animated comedy. Speaking of just while we're on the subject of kung fu films, I forgot to give my honourable mention to Ong Bak, which has some that, incredible. That nearly made my list. Yeah. Yeah, it's particularly the one where he, he does a flying knee like out of a window out of, through a twenty foot drop. That, yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. And the one I, where he sets his legs on fire. Yeah, and that one as well. I just realised well because we were talking about funny fight scenes, and I felt I could only have one in mind. It did mean I had to leave out um, Inigo Montoya versus the Dread Pirate Roberts in The Princess Bride, which is a fantastic yeah. um, sword fighting scene where uh, there are just lots of repartee and stuff like that. Also, um, from the forum, we had a few choices. Uh, Los Bandidos on the uh, on the football three six five forum. Um, he said the one in Anchorman. He also said the old boy hallway one, where it's a little bit like a side scrolling beat 'em up. Um, Eastern Promises, the naked bathhouse one, where you see Vigo Mortensen's ass. Uh, Ip Man, um, and also Arnie versus Bennett at the end of Commando. Uh, Crazy Munchkin said the Total Recall fight with Richter. Uh, Love Child of Metzelda said Fight Club, uh, the narrator versus uh, Angel Angel Face Jared Leto. He also had Jackie Chan. He's got Police Story 2, the playground fight. And he also he had Transformers, the movie Prime, uh, Optimus Prime versus Megatron at the end. Uh, I think that was Twitter. the 1986 cartoon, not the yes, yes, god-awful. Yeah, the, the 86 cartoon, yeah. Michael uh, Bay. Funky Judge. On Twitter, said the best fight from Gross Point Blank, John Cusack and Benny the Jet Akides. Um And we also had our old friend at D Pangloss, um, who decided who came up with a massive list in the end. Uh, but uh, some of his crossed over with mine, and some of it, I think he also had. And now I've just lost it. That's terrible, isn't it? Equilibrium. He said the fight at the end of Equilibrium is fantastic. And he also really liked Maximus versus the Colosseum in Gladiator. Oh, oh uh, and in, um, Indiana Jones versus the Arab Swordsman as well. Yeah. Gun. Um, which is just another great short fight scene. The gun, though. <laughs> but it goes to my rules, yes. Can't have it. Can we just can we just congratulate ourselves for, for not managing to... Uh have anyone come up with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in any way, shape or form. I Did you not the, like that? I, I think the great. pre-fight in that is very good, um, but it just wasn't and, good. Uh, and House of Flying Daggers as well. I think they use a lot of those five-word techniques. I think if you're not a fan of those, then it's not good. But I thought they were both very good films with very uh, ingenious fight scenes in them. Don't get me wrong, it's quite interesting, but I think if you're going to do great fight scenes, you can't have one where there's fucking stupid wires and bamboo poles and stuff involved. <laughs> it's, it, that's what you're saying it's meant to be mano a mano con- combat not oh I've got us I'm, I'm, I'm on a trapeze let's go let's kick <laughs> someone in the head fair enough no one mentioned Seagal no. surprised that it's all, all Jean-Claude either yeah no yeah. red has kicks to the face I was, I was just about to say <laughs> the that opening, the opening fight of um uh what was it Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Oh, God, the John Woo film that John claude did. Um, I can't even remember it now. No, it's a lot. I've lost it. He, he did a John Woo film, but there's a bit where he takes on five people at a pickup truck, which is very cool. Oh, that's terrible. I should know that. Well, what's, what's, what's next week's triple bill? Next week's triple bill is... Oh, it, it's another one where I'm going to ask you guys to be creative again now. Um, next week's triple bill is based on a true story. It's not your favourite films that are based on a true story. I want to know which true stories you would like to see made into films. And... How exactly you would do that? Who are you casting in it? Um, can we just point out to Steve that he's not allowed to have his kebab shop story? <laughs> <laughs> what about if that comes as a story of my life? <laughs> I, I, I'm having it, it uh, I, as long as Steve is played by um, either Tom Hardy or Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I'm all over that. Because, you know, if that's... The... They get into a kind of slapstick comedy. Yeah. If... It chases in with Benny Hill music in if... the background. But, you know, that could be the start of me becoming, you know, a Batman-esque person. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> One day I could wake up and just think, why didn't I keep up this vigilantism? I should yeah. I should probably, you know, go and fight crime and, and help old ladies cross the road because that's all that seems to ever goes on around here is them nearly getting hit by cars because they're idiots. But yeah, that's that's it. And next week's review is going to be brave as well. And you, oh yeah, you can find us at failcritics.com. Sorry, Steve. There we go. <laughs> yes, we're done. Yes. See you next week with our true stories we want made into film. and liked it so much he left the whole thing in the film um it's a really it's a proper playground punch-up style fight it's uh, you know they keep pausing for breath it's not uh, there's no high flying moves or anything like that it's lots of headlocks and kind of running against walls and just punches and punches to the stomach and stuff like that. it's a brilliant brawl between two men and like i say yeah the few, there's about three or four times during the fight they sit for a second and then have a bit more conversation and then start fighting again. Um, and I think the fact that it looks like a playground brawl is obviously what inspired um, Parker and Stone to steal virtually half, I think most of this fight shot for shot for their cripple fight episode of South Park as well. So the fight in there is a shot for shot remake of the They Live fight, which is just such a fantastic fight. What's your final choice then? My final choice, um, and I watched it again recently, and it's dated a little bit, but at the time, it blew me away. It's uh, from 1999, it's The Matrix, and it's Neo versus Agent Smith in the subway, Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weaving. The big final fight 
um, where uh, Neo is left alone to face Agent Smith, who has been completely dominating him inside the Matrix. And Neo has to fight him off. And like I say, it looks a little dated in places, but it is it is both brutal and fantastical at the same time. Some of the wire work that they did, um, the bullet time, all of this seemed completely brand new at the time. And it still looks fantastic. Uh, and you can see how it has inspired a whole new generation of, of filmmakers as well. Uh, although it's by the point, people at the uh, Olympics... I don't know if you watch the uh, pole vaulters. Matrix. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's um, a Matrix camera. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, that was, yeah, the ma- yeah, you see that Matrix camera at a lot of sporting events now. Yeah, definitely. Um, at one point, Reeves does kind of jump up from being battered and he does a bit of a Ted Theodore Logan pose and does this weird um, kind of come to me thing with his hand, which does look really stupid. Uh, but the rest of it is brilliant. And um, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith is one of my favourite film bad guys of all time anyway. Um, of course, The Matrix, it's such a shame they didn't make a, a second and third film because I thought that was right for some excellent... <laughs> it was, nah, it was excellent terrible. There was so much scope. So much yeah, scope. It's, it's such a shame that they just didn't make any more Matrix films. But you never know. Uh, we We might get the Matrix sequel we deserve one day. But yeah, that's my number one choice. Brilliant. Um, Jerry, before you get cut off again, do you want to get your yeah, choices yeah, he done? Didn't, he didn't interrupt me much during that section. Yeah, see, or maybe I should just like just call in for my bits and then not interrupt anybody else. Um, mine, I was, I, I must say, until you, you added in the rule about no guns, I think my choices were slightly different. Um, first one, I'll go with the most recent one. They're not in any, any particular order. Most recent one, I said it at the time when we reviewed it on this podcast, and I'll say it again. The raid, the mm-hmm. fight scene, mm-hmm. which I won't go into too much detail about it in case a lot, because I think a lot of people might not have seen it, waiting to watch it on DVD, anything like that. But there's one particular fight scene, sort of climactic fight scene in the raid, which is amazing. Absolutely mind-blowing. One of the best choreographed things I've ever seen. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, I mean, I love the atmosphere of the film in general, but the, the characters that were involved in the fight as well were really developed in a way that action film characters aren't usually, if if that makes sense. That they, they were given enough of a, a life of their own to make that fight a lot more significant than maybe it just it was if it was a standalone thing. I just loved it. I mean, I, I spoke about it quite a lot at the time as well, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much. Yeah, but. it was. Uh, yeah, if in fact, um, just go and listen to our uh, review of the raid if you want to hear even us talk about that scene in a lot of detail in spoiler alert because it is a fantastic scene, isn't it? Yeah. Um, moving on from that, I was I was tempted by a couple, but um, I, I figured Steve would pick one of them, so I avoided that one. <laughs> um, second one is. A bit, bit more of an obtuse one, but actually, is probably a different kind of example of fight scene. But I think is the best example of that kind of fight scene, which is um, in Raging Bull. Scorsese's Raging Bull. Um, the the sort of I could have picked any of them really, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I, I went for the the final epic contest between Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake Lamar mm. because I think that I mean that all the the scenes in that in that film uh, that are in the boxing ring are done in a, in a certain way which if you've seen it you will recognise 
instantly if you haven't seen it you'll probably still recognize it to be honest because it's kind of taken on that iconic thing and if you've been watching any films on i think it's channel four recently then the 118 advert will have given the game away (laughs) for you slightly um it's just fantastic i mean for something so stylized to still be so real and brutal and it really captures that sort of visceral nature of boxing and the the real harshness and the, the bloodiness and the you know it's just it's just horrible it's pretty you know it's pretty intense. The, the camera work is fantastic. It makes you really feel like you're in the fight. Um, and it's just it's just fantastic. I mean, it was pretty groundbreaking at the time. I don't think anybody's really tried to copy it since, actually, that I can think of in, a, in, a, in a, you know, a total way. But it, I think it, it influenced a lot of fight scene making because it was so real and you felt so involved in the action and so into it that, you know, that I think people have tried to capture that involvement of the audience with the fight a lot more in um, films that followed on. And I think it, it shows as well that Scorsese isn't just, you know, a gangster filmmaker or something like that. You know, he, he mm. is really a very well-rounded director and to, yeah. to shoot like that, is, it's it's quite an achievement, really. Um, De Niro's fantastic in it. You know, everybody knows that De Niro was um, told by the guy who coached him for that film that, you know, if you ever f- feel like giving up acting, you can become a professional boxer because you're good enough, blah, 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 blah. It's fantastic. It's really well acted. Yeah. It's it's one of the most realistic feeling fight scenes that's been done, I think, as well. You know, it's not like old kung fu films where the punches are, you know, stopping a foot away from someone's face. It's it's pretty realistic. Um, and I mean, I love Rocky films, but the the boxing scenes in in Rage and Bull are, are way better than anything you get in a Rocky film. Yeah, well, I yeah. mentioned on the other podcast watching those Rocky films. The fight scenes are one of the most annoying things about it. Why don't, why don't they just lift their hands up just a little bit? Just try and block some of the punches. Yeah. It's the most unrealistic Hollywood-esque fight scenes from any film. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a total contrast, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And considering that a lot of those Rocky films that you've been watching were, were made after Rage of Bull as well, yeah. there was no real attempt to sort of update the style and, and follow that that Scorsese style of making the fights, which is quite annoying, really. Um. And finally, moving in a different direction altogether again, I'm going for quite a varied approach this week. Uh, James, I don't think is too much of a fan of this film because he thinks it's gay. But I chose as my final one every fight scene from 300 because it's amazing. Oh, I, actually, every fight scene from 300. I, I love 300. I was just saying that 300 is massively, it is more homoerotic than Magic Mike doesn't mean I don't love 300 to absolute bits well, which actually it. probably explains a lot about me yeah but um, no no you're right Three, I, I left 300 off my list purely because I couldn't choose a fight scene that I loved I, I couldn't choose between them all yeah I, that was the trouble I, I was trying to pick I think maybe the one where he, he lobs the spear to start it off that one's yeah. pretty epic Um. But well, uh, just everything about it, every single film, every single fight scene in that film is just fantastic. Even the one where he kicks your man into the hole. I mean, that's, yeah. it's only a short fight scene, but it's just done so well. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, Snyder tried to uh, take that approach to and go for the really stylized cartoon fight with Sucker Punch, which I understand is one of the worst films ever made. So um, it, it works in that context. And mm. I think he benefits greatly from the original graphic novel. Mm having that kind of stylized sense but it's really one of those if you ever watch the making of documentaries it's so unbelievable that it was all done on you know some weirdly constructed fake rocks yeah in a big green screen green screen studio and it's just so you know 
not resembling reality the finished product i mean it's, mm. it's so encompassing and is so realistic and becomes such an iconic kind of stylistic and visual thing in cinema i mean that is, is now kind of a standard joke because everyone's seen it and everyone mm. knows that kind of way of doing things but if you watch the making of it, it, it it's almost as if it's not the same thing yeah I mean, it just looks so different when you see it on a green screen and it's just like these crap looking rocks but um yeah i, I, I just i love that film and i couldn't pick really one in particular over the others but if you haven't seen 300 and you are male um i have my doubts about you let's put it that way um i could watch 300 every day yeah and especially if you already have the dvd of um 300 it is one of those films that is so worth upgrading to blu-ray oh yeah yeah so i got i got the blu-ray you know i already had the dvd i went and watched it at the cinema as well making myself sound very homoerotic here um (laughs) But the Blu-ray is absolutely incredible, even compared to the DVD. Very, very highly recommended. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that before I just talk about 300 for the next three hours. (laughs) Wow. Um, My choices. Obvious one, in some ways, as it's from Star Wars. (laughs) Unobvious one, as the best fight scene comes from the worst Star Wars film. Yes, I know what you're going to say here. I totally agree. And... It's from the Phantom Menace, and it's yeah. the it's the final lightsaber duel between Darth Maul, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Qui Gon Jinn, which is just a brilliantly choreographed bit of fighting with laser swords. Mm. Um, totally agree, Steve. Totally agree. It's all, the best all, bit of Phantom I mean, Menace. You can't. It's the best fight scene. It's the best lightsaber battle out of all six films. Yeah, and because in the you reckon it's better than Return of the Jedi? Yeah. I do as well because I mean, it's, it's, it's because, fantastic. because there isn't really much action going on in the fight scenes in the original trilogy in the in the lightsaber duels they're all a bit kind of static and slow and uh, it, you know it must be hard for David Prowse to move around and be athletic <laughs> in a Darth Vader suit I mean you know yeah. but it's it's just, it's you know it's it's the one of the only dramatic bits of the Phantom Menace. Mm. Um, the conclusion's really good to it. The action's really good to it. You have got a double sided lightsaber, which is just mm. cool. Darth Maul's awesome. Yeah, Darth Darth, Darth Maul brilliant. is someone they should have really kept around until the first they should film. Have killed off Jar Jar and kept Darth. They, Maul. they should have just I found. Been happy with that. He, he's a pretty. He's a. I only had to shoehorn Anakin as Darth Vader and the bad guy in the third film. But really, did you really need to bring in Christopher Lee? You could have just had Darth Maul knocking about for two and a half films. He was quite good. Yeah. He probably would have. Yeah, helped. he was awesome. Yeah, he was one of the only good things about the Phantom Menace, and the the fight scene was the best lightsaber battle out of the whole six films. We nearly had crossover there, Steve. I nearly had that on my list. See, I nearly had Return of the Jedi in. I sort uh, of, sort of wish I'd, I'd come for it now. Um, <laughs> I would just also like to say, as bad as the preceding hour or so of it is i actually really liked the final lightsaber duel in um, the episode three as well i was going to say that's my favorite one as well uh, that is yeah that is a good one as well actually yeah you're right um, yeah that, that's what lucas can do well lucas can do lightsaber duels well it's just the rest of the stuff that's a load of nonsense yeah second film or fight scene on my list um the song you're the best around that nothing's ever going to keep you down <laughs> That come, does that come to mind for anyone? Is it Karate Kid? It is. Yes. <laughs> Sweep the leg. It is the Karate Kid. <laughs> the final fight between Daniel's son and Cobra Kai. 
I, I nearly had that as well, but I, I, was, I said to myself, me and my stupid rules, I said I don't want any sporting contests in mine. Um, well, you never told me that one. No, 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 it was just my own personal rule there. But no, you're right. You're the best around. <laughs> Daniel's son's keep uh, carrying a bit of an injury, but he, he realises where all his training of painting the fence and washing the car all comes to uh, fruition. And he ends up the he ends up winning, brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. After Mister Miyagi heals him by clapping his hands and rubbing it. <laughs> exactly the uh, karate version of the magic sponge. Exactly. <laughs> uh, final film fight scene. The fight scene from Anchorman. Oh, I've forgotten about this one as well. Someone on the forum mentioned this. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Just hilarious. When all, obviously all the news channels come together and try, come to disused Spanish news. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Stan, bitches. <laughs> it, it's just brilliant on every level from Brick killing a guy with a trident. And... I killed someone yeah. with a trident. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that really escalated. You, you probably want to lay low for a while. I'd be meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> it is just the probably it. I wanted to pick a funny fight scene. It's between that and the the puppets fighting in Team America. Yes. Um, but Anchorman just edged it just for um, Luke Wilson having his arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is an excellent choice, Steve. I'm going to give you that one. That, that's excellent. I wish I'd thought of that. Uh, Owen, we're just left with you now. So what were your three favourite fight scenes? Well, one of them involved guns, which I've just sort of quickly changed because of the uh, the rule change we had earlier. <laughs> yeah, we should make it clear that the, this gun rule was sprung on us at a fairly late hour. Yeah. I, I, assume, I assumed you just thought fight scenes meant fighting, not, you know, real men fight, real men don't use guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I've quickly changed it to a very short fight scene, um, yes. but it, was quick, it quickly became one of my favourites. It's... Um, Hulk and Loki from Avengers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, there's not much to say about that fight scene, apart from it made me laugh out loud in the cinema. Um, yeah, it made the entire cinema laugh out loud. I was going to say, it yeah. made my entire cinema piss themselves laughing for yeah. a good couple of minutes. So that's what that became one of my favourites, which I, um, I'm going to replace my other one. I'll save that for the, uh, the shooting, best shootouts. Yes. Incidentally, when is the Avengers out on Blu-ray? Because I want to watch it's it again. Next month. Next month's going to be expensive. Jaws is out on Blu-ray. <laughs> Avengers: The Raid's out on Blu-ray next month. The Complete Bond is out on Blu-ray next month. I'm going to be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my other fight scenes that I've gone for, um, I've talked about this film on the podcast before. I think we've all mentioned a film we've talked about before. Mm. Um, Drunken Master. I said it was one of my favourite films mm. from the 70s. Got. Um, Wong versus Yang in the final fight scene, uh, where he uses different drunken styles of fighting, different fighting techniques. Um, you know, Jackie Chan, he brought this character that was kind of a, a folk hero in Hong Kong and China. He was used to, you know, released lots of films about Wong Fei Hung. He's um, a bit of a folk legend there. A bit like it, their Robin Hood, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. But, um, this was the first time he'd actually been turned into this slightly comedic character. So, was, you know, Jackie Chan was doing something quite um, uh, extraordinary at the time to make this 
almost comic kung fu film. Um, but he does it really well. And I think particularly in this final fight scene between uh, Yanti and uh, Wong Fang Hung, they just have this, this great 10-minute-long epic fight scene where Jackie goes through all these eight different um, drunken, immortal fighting techniques. Um, and it's just, it's brilliant. It's funny. It's also quite um, a tense fight because at times you think, oh, it's just about to end. Uh, no, they're carrying on again. Someone's back up and they're ready to go. You know, there's a scene which is towards the final moments of the fight where um, Jackie Chan, he gets a double kick to the chest and you expect to see him go flying backwards into the, dis- into the distance and you think, oh, that's the end of it. This is, you know, this is the point now where someone else has to step in to help him. But instead, he sort of takes a, a swig of his uh, his wine bottle and, you know, swaggers a little bit uh, and then goes back in and just kicks his ass. It's brilliant. It's, you know, one of the, the best examples of uh, sort of comedy kung fu fight scenes. And it's all choreographed to perfection. There's not a missed opportunity to throw something else extra into it. Um, so, yeah, that that's one of my favourites. It's the first time as well, I think, I sort of, really appreciated how good uh, a fight scene in a kung fu film can be. I'd seen a few others before then, but that was probably the first time I thought, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Jackie Chan's no more hero. I'm glad someone mentioned Jackie Chan. He's got so yeah. many good fight scenes, and he is so good at choreographing fight scenes as well. Yeah. He's, he is fantastic at it. So it I'm would glad. have been a travesty if he wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Well done, Owen. Um, <laughs> but my other uh, choice is also a comedy kung fu film, but it's not a Jackie Chan film. Um, so I, I had to get him in more way doing. But it's Kung Fu Panda. Probably a slightly odd choice, perhaps. But um, the final scene where... Uh, well, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, you know, it's about a panda who's played by Jack Black who's obsessed with a Kung Fu team called the Furious Five. He's seemingly picked at random, uh, or by accident even, to be the Dragon Warrior. And Tai Lung is an evil tiger who's trained by the Master Shifu. Uh, he thinks he should be the um, Dragon Warrior as well. So the final fight scene basically breaks out from when uh, Tai Lung has escaped prison and he's confronted oh, oh, is this Dragon Warrior. So they have this massive fight scene. It's really funny. It's kind of sweet as well because you know, it's all about Peppo realising his potential. Um, and it's just packed with loads of references to other Kung Fu films. Um, but the fight scene, it, it, it's really sort of mesmerising at times, the way they just move around this fantastically detailed set that they've built up. Uh, the animation between them is so smooth. Even things like the way they change the angle of, of the animation during like mid-fight and just swing the camera around. And it just moves so smoothly, and it's really the colours are really vibrant, really bright, and I think it just looks incredible. But even the, the, the things they do in the fight scene are just kind of ingenious. The little... Um, comment as well that Poe makes towards the end, the little skadoosh thing. It's just a brilliant way to top off what is probably the greatest animated fight scene, I think. Um, and it's a great, it's a great kids' film anyway, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, and they've seen, they, they must have put so much time and effort into, and heart into building this, this great film, which isn't just for kids, but you know, it's got lots of references for, for other people as well. And it's some adult humans that, you know, just sort of snuck in there as well. It's one of my favourite animated films, and um, uh, the, the fight scene just it just capitalises on what I thought was a, a great little animated comedy. Speaking of just while we're on the subject of kung fu films, I forgot to give my honourable mention to Ong Bak, which has some that, incredible. That nearly made my list. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's particularly the one where he, he does a flying knee like out of a window or through a 20-foot drop. That, yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. And where he sets his legs on fire. Yeah, and that one as well. I just realised, well, because we were talking about funny fight scenes and I felt I could only have one in mind, it did mean I had to leave out um, Inigo Montoya versus the Dread Pirate Roberts in The Princess Bride, which is a fantastic yeah. um, sword fighting scene where uh, there's just lots of repartee and stuff like that. Also, um, from the forum, we had a few choices. Uh, Los Bandidos on the uh, on the Football 365 forum. Um he said the one in Anchorman. He also said the old boy hallway one where it's a little bit like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, Eastern Promises, the naked bathhouse one where you see Vigo Mortensen's arse. Uh, Ip Man, um, and also Arnie versus Bennett at the end of Commando. Uh, Crazy Munchkin said the total recall fight with Richter. Uh, Love Child of Metzelda said Fight Club. Uh, the narrator versus uh, Angel Angel Face Jared Leto. He also had Jackie Chan. He's got Police Story Two, the playground fight, and he also he had Transformers the movie Prime, uh, Optimus Prime versus Megatron at the end. Uh, I think that was Twitter. the 1986 cartoon, not the yes, yes god awful yeah, the, the 86 cartoon. Yeah, Michael uh, Bay. Funky Judge on Twitter said the best fight from Gross Point Blank, John Cusack and Benny the Jet Arcades. Um and we also had our old friend at D Pangloss, um, who decide, who came up with a massive list in the end. Uh, but uh, some of his crossed over with mine, and some of it, I think he also had. And now I've just lost it. That's terrible, is it? Equilibrium. He said the fight at the end of Equilibrium is fantastic, and he also really liked Maximus versus the Colosseum in Gladiator. Oh, oh uh, and in, um, Indiana Jones versus the Arab Swordsman as well. Yeah, gun, um, which is just another great short fight scene. The gun, though, but it goes to my rules. Yes, can't have it. Can we just can we just congratulate ourselves for for not managing to uh, have anyone come up with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in any way, shape, or form? I Did you not the, like that? I, I think the quick. fight in that is very good, um, but it just wasn't and, good. Uh, and House of Flying Daggers as well. I think they used a lot of those. Techniques. I think if you're not a fan of those, then it's not good. But I thought they were both very good films with very uh, ingenious fight scenes. Don't get me wrong, it's quite interesting, but I think if you're going to do great fight scenes, you can't have one where there's fucking stupid wires and bamboo poles and stuff involved. <laughs> it's, it, that's what you're saying. It's meant to be mano a mano combat, not, oh, I've got a, I'm, on a, I'm on a trapeze. That's how I <laughs> kick someone in the head. Fair enough. No one mentioned Seagal. It's no. surprised that or or Jean Claude either. Yeah. No yeah. roundhouse kicks to the face. I was I was just about to say <laughs> the that. Opening, the opening fight of um uh what's it called? Oh god, the John Woo film that Jean Claude did. Um I can't even remember it now. No, it's a lot, I've lost it. He he did a John Woo film, but there's a bit where he takes on five people at a pickup truck, which is very cool. Oh, that's terrible, I should know that. Well, what's, what's, what's next week's triple bill? Next week's triple bill is oh, it, it's another one where I'm going to ask you guys to be creative again now. Um, next week's triple bill is based on a true story. It's not your favourite films that are based on a true story. I want to know which true stories you would like to see made into films and how exactly you would do that. Who are you casting in it? Um, can we just point out to Steve that he's not allowed to have his kebab shop story? <laughs> What about if that comes as a story of my life? 
no, I, I'm having that it, I, I, as long as Steve is played by um, either Tom Hardy or Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I'm all over that. Because, you know, if that's... The... If they get into a kind of slapstick comedy, yeah. Yeah. If, it chases in with Benny Hill music in if, the background. But, you know, that could be the start of me becoming, you know, a, a Batman-esque person. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> One day I could wake up and just think, why didn't I keep up this vigilanteism? I should yeah. I should probably, you know, go and fight crime and, and help old ladies cross the road because that's all that seems to ever goes on around here is them nearly getting hit by cars because they're idiots. But yeah, that's that's it. And next week's review is going to be brave as well. And you, oh yeah, you can find us at failcritics dot com. Sorry, Steve. There we go. <laughs> yes, we're done. Yes. See you next week with our true stories we want made into film. <laughs>